0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and welcome to the Jennifer O'Neill Show. We are going to talk a little bit about that, but joining me is my co host, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hello. And so, first, let's talk a little bit about what happened with the show and why we changed it. Um, just for all of our, our listeners out there, and or and or mine and or Debbie's listeners, however you come in, we don't. It doesn't matter to us. So, for the show has been growing and growing and growing over the last few years, and um, my audience and Debbie's audience, our audience has been growing individually. My stuff's been growing a lot with the books and. Basically, I've had a lot of people tell me in the past, and Debbie reminded me again, that I, I really need to make it all more in sync so that everybody's really finding me where they need to find me. So in the past where Hawaii Psychic Radio was working really well, uh, now with everything else, it's it's better to just have it my my name. The Jennifer O'Neill Show, and Debbie will be the co host as long as she will continue to please call in. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we've decided we make a really good team. We like what we're doing. The theme of the show is going really well. So we are going to continue to offer the same stuff we've been offering uh, spiritual and practical guidance. And we are going to be bringing tips to you every week on things that you can, you know, help in your everyday life things that all of us experience so the theme of the show is not really changing at all it's just the name of the show is changing to match the theme that was a very good way of putting it don't you think mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so today what we're going to be talking about is what to do when you're emotionally exhausted I mean these are things that I think everybody experiences on a timer, you know, time or two, occasion or two. But I think that people experience this more than they realize. And what do I mean by that? It's like what do you do what, when you feel like you've hit the breaking point? When you are so stressed out, you just feel like you can't even get through the day or you feel like you're going to crack or you feel like you're just going to cry or you know, you're just you're emotionally spent, you're emotionally burnt out, you're overwhelmed. And that's really happened to a lot of people that I know recently, actually, the last probably three or four days at different intervals, a lot of people have been calling me or emailing me, and even myself and and friends have experienced this. And so I thought it would be a very good time to do a show on this, and that's how I t- tend to pick my shows is by whatever's going on in the universe at the time. So it t- tends to line up. And why do I want to address the show? Because it sucks. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Then it's awful and horrible, and it's just you just want to be able to try to function and it and get back to that calm, wonderful wonderful place that you used to be in you know and so one of the things that we should talk about is when you start to get that way I want people to understand what it's caused by and It's it, it, you would think well it's caused by stress I mean that's isn't that what all things are caused by well yes in a sense it is caused by stress but there's other things that add to it so stress is kind of a given but where's the stressors coming from One of the stressors is actually uh, chaotic energy. Uh, You have stress, and then you couple it with chaotic energy. And like I've mentioned this before on the show, with this new consciousness era coming in, everybody's becoming hypersensitive to their spiritual bodies. And where that's a really great thing, it's kind of a bummer (laughs) for people that are really sensitive because – things like when i talk about chaotic energy the energy of the universe and the energy of the planets are all ruled by different things they're ruled by a lot of what people will recognize will be full moon type stuff you know there's going to be poles of the tides and different things like that um those types of things are really going to affect people a lot more and we i want to i'll get into that a little bit more but That's what I'm talking about is chaotic energy. You take that and you couple it with stress. Um, The other thing that what adds to the stress is usually when people are doing the same thing over and over again, inertia, they're just stuck in a repetitive pattern of consistently doing a routine, but it feels like they're never catching up. So we're talking chaotic energy coupled with stress. Now you're doing the same thing over and over again, feels like you're not getting anywhere. And then you salt that with worry of future events. And now you're now you've gone off your rocker completely because you, you've got so much stuff going on energetically in your body and in your mind that everything begins to feel like it's spinning out of control and that hence is the overwhelm mentally emotionally exhausted feel like you're going to hit the wall type feeling so what can you do about it what let's just say a few people that i know recently have just felt like that they were you know they were so stressed out at work they came home and they just felt like they were just going to start crying they couldn't deal with things in a way they normally were dealing with them Family events were upsetting them more so than other things. Just getting the laundry done and dinner done was such a chore. It just felt like, you know, they just couldn't function through it very well because they felt like they were at the breaking point. So what do you do when you get that way? What do you do when you're already there? Because truth be told, it doesn't matter how you got there. Usually you don't really recognize it on the way there, on the journey. You're not paying attention. It's not till you get there that you're like, oh, geez, what do I do now, right? So let's go through some things of what you do do you're already there it's it's a bummer number one is these things tend to run in cycles so number one is beware of the cycles they tend to run in cycles which are energy related tends to run in cycles hormones tend to run in cycles the full moon runs in cycles Solar flares tend to run in cycles. All of these things tend to run in cycles. Now, I'm not saying that if you feel like you're at a breaking point or anything of that nature, that it's the full moon or your hormones. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is as this begins to happen, because it's going to be happening more often than it used to. Because we are so hypersensitive at this point with our spiritual bodies, these things are going to happen more often. So one of the things you want to be aware of is it's not just your stress level and how you're dealing with things. It's also your energy energy and what's happening around you. So you're dealing with two separate things. Does that make sense? Am I explaining that well, Debbie? Yeah. You
0: need to be aware. And that's that's like step one, right? Just being aware.
1: You need to be aware. of Not
0: you. You're not going
1: crazy. Right. (laughs) But And I think that when people get to the point where they're hitting the wall, though, they think it's, oh, it's the stress. I have more stress than everybody else or this just tend to pile up. This Mm -hmm. week. This week is just a really bad week. And they tend to relate it to how they're handling it and their own stress. But what I am really, really noticing, and I cannot stress this enough, is it's not just your life and the stressful events that happen to you that day or week. What I'm noticing is this Chaotic energy that 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 happens around full moons and solar flares and all these different things. Your people are beginning to be more hypersensitive to that, so uh-huh. things will actually set that off. Where if those if those cycles weren't in the it, it, going at that time, you would normally deal with all the stress of that week differently. Does that make sense? Mhm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay, so be aware of cycles, all cycles. Start paying more attention. You know, is it hormones and women? I know I hate it when people say that, but I'm a woman too, and I can't even get around the hormone issue. So (laughs) hormones, just be aware of it because then it helps you deal with it. But a lot of times it's full moon, solar flares, and those things. Okay, and those things are going to be tending to get worse. That's why I want you to be aware of it. The second thing when you feel like you're starting to hit a wall or a breaking point is you have to stop everything that you're doing at that moment, at that day, at that time, and you have to take a break. Now, the thing is most people won't stop because I am the worst candidate for this. I'm You, Debbie, can probably attest to this, <laughs> this but um, I'm working on it. And I actually went through this recently in the last four days and I did these things and it's the only, it switched it around immediately. What I mean by stop and take a break is if you won't do that, the thing is, is when you get in that cycle, you think if you stop and take a break, everything's going to plow you over and it's still going to go on and have to be handled. And now you're not a handling work, you're not handling work effectively, So, you're not effectively working to resolve these issues at home or at work, right? So, you you feel like if you stop and take a break, you're not being effective. The thing is, is when you get to a breaking point, I promise you, you're not handling things effectively, period. Because you start dealing with things a whole different way than you would if you're not feeling like you're at a breaking point. So, Trying to manage your lifestyle when you're at a breaking point is not effective. It doesn't work, so don't try to do it. You will make things ten times as hard for yourself. And this is on an energetic and spiritual level as well as just on a staying focused level physically, okay? So stop and take a break. When you stop and take a break, you, are, you need to do a couple of different things. One is the reason I'm wanting you to stop and take a break is not just because you're dealing with people. You're not dealing with things effectively also, or that type of energy doesn't get anything done. But it's also because when you feel like you've hit a breaking point, what happens spiritually is that there's too much chaotic, chaotic energy around you at that point. So it could be people that are around you that you've picked up their chaotic energy, or it could be that you've just, Pulled all your energy around into a crazy chaoticness with all your worry and, and all of that stuff. But either way, when you start to feel like you're going to hit a breaking point, you're just emotionally exhausted. There's too much chaotic energy around you. So you're not effectively working at that point. There's too much chaotic energy around you. doesn't matter whether you gathered it from somebody or you've made it up yourself. doesn't matter. That's why you need to stop and take a break. Then when you stop and take a break... You need to realize at this point in time that not everything's going to get done that you want to get done. It's just not. So you just have to come to terms with, okay, this isn't working. I'm not being effective. Too much energy is crowding up my 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 body right now. And everything's not going to get done the way I envision right this minute. So I'm just going to have to let it go. Some things may slip through the cracks at this point in time. It's just going to happen. When you stop and take a break, what we're gonna do is it's time to regroup because what you're doing is not working, so we're that taking a break time is regrouping time. Things are gonna fall through the cracks. It's okay. we're regrouping because what's doing what we're doing is not working, so it's time for basically regroup, reassess, redecide how we're gonna handle things. The next thing that we're gonna do is Well, this actually kind of goes hand in hand with the stop and take a break. Because number four is actually what you do after both of these things. So number three is you want to start the morning differently. And so, actually, you could go after that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what order this happens in, but... When you start feeling that chaotic energy and when you start feeling like you're you're at the breaking point, you have to start your mornings out differently tomorrow, the next day and the next day. You have to. It it's it it doesn't work if you just jump out of bed and start your day the same day that you've been doing yesterday and the day before and the day before. It doesn't work. Once you've hit the breaking point, you're upset, you need to start your morning differently. And what that means is you have to actually start your morning slower. You need to start either whether you get up 10 minutes earlier or 5 minutes earlier. You need to have coffee longer that morning. You need to take your morning slower. You need to do a meditation. You need to do something that calms your system before going out into the day. So it could be take a shower longer, take a warmer, take a walk, uh, take, eat breakfast longer. Just whatever it is that you do in the morning, do it a little bit longer and more relaxed. Most people rush during their morning routine. Um, they rush to eat, rush to brush their teeth, rush to do all these things. And that, if you think about it, it's kind of like revving up your engine for the day, and you rush all the way through it. Then by the time that you get out there, you're just you're just already stressed and moving that that energy faster more chaotic and faster more chaotic and since chaotic energy is what causes you to feel this way we're trying to slow that down right away right off the bat in the morning now that doesn't mean that you have to take an extra hour for instance because this has happened to me in the last three or four days what i did the last two days is i just started my work 20 minutes later I started my routine the same way I always did, but I did everything slower and was about 20 minutes later. I woke up slower. I ate my breakfast slower. I moved the computer away from my breakfast. I did everything slower, more relaxed pace. And what that did is it really... Pulled my energy like to a calm state it held it there and it moved that nice calm state into the rest of the day I was actually really shocked because I forget sometimes because I'm so such a work crazy person which Debbie can attest to that how much that that will affect the rest of your day do you how do you do in the mornings do you ever you know that's yeah that's so true because you know when I
0: got an iPhone Uh, I think it's been about a year now. When I got an iPhone, that device is a wonderful device for, you know, the working person to have everything all in one device. However, I basically take that to bed with me (laughs) and use it as a backup alarm. Right. So what happened was when I would wake up, I uh, I would hit my alarm, hit my iPhone alarm, and while the iPhone is in my hand, I thought, Oh, I wonder if I got any emails during the night, or I wonder if this, or I wonder if that. And immediately, I started my day, not even, not even fully awake yet, and and already working, already working, and already reading. And and then I—that's exactly what was happening. Was the I was moving too fast. And then that, that whole swirl was, you know, going, it's like, oh, now i got to do this. Now I'm late because I was laying in bed checking my email, and then I had to stop myself from that and realize, you know, right when I get up, I really, really try to practice, you know, it, it sounds silly, but it's so simple, stretching. like Before you get up and you just, you stretch your body, and then you start on with your day. It's It's so
1: thoughtful or to, it pauses. Do something you enjoy. Um, I don't know if you drink coffee. Do you drink coffee? I don't drink coffee. But, you Absolutely. know,
0: have your longer.
1: longer. Um, one of the, I love that you said the iPhone thing. For everybody out there who's listening, again, I used to do the same thing. It's amazing. Love my iPhone. But it got to the point where I realized I was doing the same thing as you. And the thing is, is once you start checking emails in bed and you start checking all those things in bed, it disrupts. Your slumber of starting, of calming your energy, you wake up with some stress or an energy level that's different than you were when you didn't check your email. And that begins to set the tone of your day. So what I did is I actually put my iPhone in the kitchen, stays there. I don't even get to my iPhone, do not check my emails until I do everything I do for the morning, like, you know, brush my teeth and shower, whatever I'm doing. And then I go do breakfast and I try not to check my emails until after I eat breakfast at this point, because otherwise one email leads to another email. I uh-huh. start getting the next thing, you know, I am answering emails while I'm on my computer. Oh my gosh. Like I can you uh-huh. know. The thing is, that seemed effective to me at the time. It seemed like I was multitasking. But what I realized when I switched that routine was I actually got more work and was more effective when I didn't do that. And the other thing is it tended to affect my money flow. When I have chaotic energy going and I feel like in a hurry to get caught up and doing one thing to another and I don't start out in a slower thing, what happens is, I don't know. It's it affects my money flow. For me, it affects readings and book sales and different things like that. If I start out my day in a in a much calmer way and try to do it like slower and nicer, I realize my book sales go up, my readings come in. It's weird. I don't I you know, it's just the energy of what's happening. It's a nicer flow. It affects everything in your day. It affects it and I handle things a lot better when when I do that. So You notice the same thing that I noticed, so we'll just throw that out there. Anybody with an iPhone, anybody with emails, do not check it in bed. Take that start differently, right? The other thing that I started doing, um, take more time to chill in the morning is what I say. And I don't mean like, again, an hour, but even if you do it for five or ten minutes, it helps me. You need to break your routine also. So when you start feeling like you're hitting a breaking point, when you feel like that exhausted, your routine must change. You you need to start breaking your inertia, which is doing the same thing over and over again. So um, if you... Uh, I, and we've talked about this before, if you're showering in the morning, maybe you want to shower at night if you're if you're you know do, checking emails at a certain time, maybe switch up the time you're doing emails. That may not make sense to people, but it's crazy how well that works. and energetically it begins to shift things. It begins to just change a lot for you so you don't want to do the same thing over and over again. So we've gotten to where be aware of the cycles, be aware of the cycles that we're going through whether it be hormonal, the moon, solar flares, stop. Stop everything that you're doing. Understand it's not working. Some things are gonna slip through the tracks or through the cracks. You're not being effective while you're feeling all chaotic with all this energy. So it's time to regroup. So you have to stop and time to regroup. Then you're gonna start your morning differently and start slower and not do the emails and that sort of thing. The fourth thing is my favorite. Um, absolutely my favorite, which is you will clean your energetic slate. And what that means is you literally, when you stop and realize what's happening is not working, then if you keep doing it, you're probably going to start crying that you, when I get to that point, <laughs> isn't it horrible to get to that point where you're like, this isn't working. Um, okay. what you, what you need to do is go, okay, from this point, I'm starting over clean slate. I want you to imagine it like you have a giant white erase board or chalkboard, and I want you to wipe everything mentally off your plate. Nothing is there. No, I don't, no picking up the kids, no picking up groceries, no working, no nothing. And start over. We're going to let everything go for a minute. Nothing's important. Nothing is happening. You're doing nothing. Everything's downgraded to square one. Nothing's happening. And start over. And when you start over, you're going to go, okay what are the most important five things that i have to get done what are the most important okay like picking up the kids you know stuff like that of course it's going to be up there but the most important five things that's what you're going to start over you're going to let everything else go everything else because when you get into this type of behavior energetically you have to wipe it all out of your system start over so Five things. You cannot fill up the board with 20 things. You cannot fill it up with 10. You cannot fill it up with 15. Five things. And I want you to list the things mentally in order of importance. So, for instance, like for me today, it would have been send out a list of emails on my free book, um, do my outline for my blog talk show. Uh, do my blog talk show and do readings like those are the five you know the things that were on my list today that were really important some of the other things that are in the back of my head and I'm giving you guys this for an example is I have to get some print covers done I have to get a class set up for I have to get some airplane tickets I have to do all of these other things but those are all pushed to the side those are all pushed to the side until I get these five things done and they move them in your mind in order of importance. The next thing on there is to make lists. Um make lists ever well cuz you're a doodler. So I know that you drop them. Uh-huh. Like, do
0: you make I do. I do. I have composition books full of lists and notes and doodles and such. So yeah, I'm definitely a list maker.
1: Okay. Well, I never used to be a list maker um, until I started working so much that, I mean, I I did when I actually worked for other people other than myself, which is really weird because um, they really worked effectively. And what I love is when you can cross something off your list, right? But what I started noticing and what I don't think that people realize is if you don't make a list, if you don't write things down on your iPad, your iPhone, even type them down, you know, or write them down on a piece of paper, what happens is you hold that thought in your in your body energetically. You hold it in your energetic field because you're afraid that you're going to forget it. Does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. you You're trying to remind yourself of it all the time. It's in the back of your head. Oh, I can't forget. I need to pick up this kind of milk or that type of, um, you know, I need to pick up something for my kids' lunch or I need to, you know, make sure that I pay this bill tomorrow or I need to make sure that I sign up for that class or I need to make sure I send lunch money. All of these things, if you don't put them down, will hold in your thoughts and in your system energetically. So they attach themselves to you. And the way that I like to tell people about this, which is really going to be funny, is I like to, all your thoughts, is like little little children kind of pulling at you. So imagine if you walked into a daycare with candy and everybody's like wanting something and they're all pulling on you and they're all like, you know, hey, I want that, hey, I want that, and they're all pulling at you. That's all your thoughts. hmm <laughs> uh-huh. They stick to you. They they stay in your energetic field. And so when you write them down, what happens is you automatically give yourself permission to release it energetically because you're not you know that you're not going to forget it. So once you've written it down on the list, you give yourself permission to forget it because you know at the point in time when you need to, you're going to check the list. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So so make lists. So you take these five things and you write them down. The other thing which me and you should talk about, because I think it's funny that you mentioned that the other day, is the list keeps you focused. And from what I call, and I shouldn't use this word, um, but, like, I swear to God I get, like, ADHD if I don't make lists. Like, I'll go to my computer to check my email, and then somebody will say something that makes me check a website that will go to somewhere else. That will make it, Do you see what oh, I yeah. mean? Oh, Isn't like it world syndrome? <laughs>
0: you know from that movie when the dog sees a squirrel and just you know he just focuses only on the squirrel and just gets so distracted absolutely
1: yeah and you work from home too or you know you're self-employed and so for mm-hmm. anyone out there who i think or who are stay-at-home moms or dads or um self-employed people or business people who sort of monitor themselves i think that these things are incredibly important because Otherwise, especially if you're staying at your house and, you know, your kids need something or that needs something, one thing turns into another. You need to feed them. You need to do this. And then you forgot to throw the laundry in. I've had that happen, like, so many times I can't even count. So when you're at your house, you're also potentially um, mixing work and home stuff and everything else. But you, uh, how do you – do you make lists to keep yourself from doing that? Or Because you mentioned that the other day that when you were – actually called me when you were supposed to be processing – Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, it's you know, i do. Like, you know, if I have a thought or some or you pop into my mind and, you know, oh I want to tell you something and, and I, you know, I'll I'll call you and and yeah, of course. It keeping list keeps you your own self accountable. And for self employed people, for anybody actually, it 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 helps you to stay focused and right. it helps you to 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 see what what you know what your little goals are for the day or what you absolutely need to get done for the day right but yeah y- yes lists are very very important
1: oh yeah and it keeps you focused and you know along those lines of keeping focused um I learned some other stuff, which this is kind of getting off on a little bit of a, a another area, but I think it's important for anybody who owns a business out there or anybody who checks the emails, and I'm sure that we have a lot of professional people, is when, you, when you're trying to focus and be more effective – it doesn't work if you if you do this in your head. It just doesn't. I mean, you can try it. I've tried it. I've known many people that have tried it, but it, it's not very effective. And so you want to try to keep yourself focused. So you do your list, and then you make some things timely. When it comes to emails and when it comes to, like, Facebook and social networking, that's another thing, people. Um, Facebook and social networking, wow, that can really make your – energy very chaotic because people put a lot of stuff on Facebook and Twitter and all of that, where they're sort of, you know, they're talking about their different lives and they're talking, you know, about things that are happening or events or sometimes breakups and things that are fighting with somebody and or good things. But you really get roped into their world. You get, you know, in a way that you many, you know, 20 years ago, you were very cut off from what, what was happening with everybody. So when I tell you that when you get to that breaking point, a lot of times your energy is very chaotic. And it's not always your own. You pick up a lot of this energy from social networking. You pick up a lot of your thoughts and a lot of these things stay in your energetic field. And so it becomes very cluttered. And so be aware of that when you're when you're social networking too much and you're on a lot. Um, the other thing for business owners with a focus thing is, you know, make sure that you're you're timely on, on when you do Facebook, Twitter, and um, emails. You know, don't do it all the time. It, you're way more effective if you're only doing it during certain times. And that's really actually been shown on a lot of sites where they've actually proven how effective people work is um, they're much more effective if they only check their emails like twice a day and stuff. So,
0: you know, another uh, helpful Way to keep lists is you, it, most people do have smartphones these days. There's there's two there's reminder lists on there. There's task lists. There's also your voice memo. I use that all the time. If I have a if I have a, a thought or something that I needed to do, I will quickly do a voice memo on it. So there's there's different ways to hold yourself accountable um, for your list making.
1: Right there is. Mm -hmm. Those are very helpful. I use my iPad list my iPhone all the time, even though I just don't do it in the morning when I'm in bed. Um, So number seven, the other thing that you have to ask yourself when you've hit the breaking point is what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? When people become at a breaking point, what happens is, or they're just emotionally exhausted, what happens is they're really wanting or, or pushing Something to go a certain way and and or they're trying to do everything for everybody and the reason they're trying to do everything for everybody is because they want things to go a certain way right otherwise you would delegate it out or you would say no but in order to do that you you really just need to you really just need to figure out what's the worst that can happen so if it's something like for instance um, Let's say that you come home from work and you know you a, it's your job. You're you're really having a hard time at your job, and, and and you're to a breaking point. You know, a lot of times you need to realize again back to the cycle thing. Are you coming home like that all the time, or is this happening? You know, once every three, four weeks, or what's happening? What's what's causing this to take place? Well, be aware of the cycle, and it, and if it's happening too consistently, where it's happening every day, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I quit my job and um, I have less money, okay? Um, well, I, can't, I have less money and I can't pay my rent, and all right, so then potentially I have to sell everything I own and move in with my parents, okay? Well, the simple fact of the matter is when you start getting down to it, then it helps you evaluate it a little bit more. When you start going, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Um, you can get down to the basics. Would it be the worst thing if I slept on my parents' couch? Or is it can I deal with work a lot better? Um, for instance, my one of my things, I like to tell a lot of my own stuff. People know that I, I've written a lot of books and one of the things that um as as an independent writer, one of the things is you have to do a lot of marketing, you have to do a lot of promoting your own books. And you have to be consistent at it. You have to do Twitter so many times, you have to do all these things, and I noticed that I don't like marketing. In fact, I don't like it at all. I like to do blog talk radio. I like to do classes. I really don't like to market. If I liked to market, I'd be a marketer. But since this is the path that I've chose, I also want to get my books out there. So I noticed that, you know, it started stressing me out, all the Twitter. I know that you like Twitter, and I, I like it too, but man, Twitter stresses me out that you're supposed to do it so many times and there's so much Twitter etiquette. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, uh, you know, am I following the right rules? Am I, you know, am I twittering enough? And, you know, it, and when you're running a business and using it partially for business, it's really stressful. <laughs> and so I really noticed Twitter was really stressing me out. And that sounds really stupid. But then I thought, well, what's the worst that could happen? And this is my train of thought. This is how hilarious it gets to people. Well, I won't sell any books. <laughs> how the heck did that happen? How did it go from don't Twitter effectively that I won't sell any books? And then I started thinking, well, what happens if I don't sell any books? <laughs> who cares? Like my, the whole point is I like writing. So the people who I like writing for will eventually find them and, I I like to teach classes and that's a, something I can do and my readings are still going well and so all these trains of thought started going and actually going well that's just silly that's weird and I'm not going to concentrate so much on Twitter anymore and you know what and and that I really do want to sell a lot of books but somehow as a writer that becomes a fear and so when I started letting that go and so what who I guess who cares if I don't sell any more books when I let that go my book sales just went crazy it's it's just Mm -hmm. energetically when you hold on to the worst that can happen because that's where we're at when we're at those stages you really are manifesting that number one through your visions and what where you're at energetically holding it there number two and number three you're putting up a block for any flow to go through you're you're putting up a block for the universe to take hold and just let, allow that to flow out of your life and allow things to flow. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. And have you ever, when you got stressed out, sat and wondered what the worst that could happen to you? Do you ever do? You know, yes. What I do, I, I didn't ask myself
0: that question, but what I do, because I'm, I'm extremely visual, so in my thoughts, that... That stress me out and, and and hold me back from from whatever and and add to you know that chaotic energy around me. I would envision those thoughts that I had in a thought bubble, and then I would visualize just a pin popping that and realizing there's nothing there. I just created my own internal chaos i just I just created you know my own frustration. And realizing that our thoughts are not tangible. And so it's no longer there. And so like you, you know, asking what's the worst that can happen, for me, I just I just stopped that whole thought process that was actually not doing me any good and not serving any purpose whatsoever. Right. That's well, how I handle that.
1: You know, for me, a lot of times, you know, even going from Hawaii back to South Dakota, it's like... I hate not being able to see my family enough, you know, or things like that. And those are the worst things that can happen for me or not being able to see my kids at certain times. Those are the worst things that can happen. But I realized once I let that go, then I can go right away into plan B. Well, instead of worrying that that's not going to happen, I'm just going to go ahead and and plan a way it can happen. You know, so then uh-huh. I shifts completely out of being stressed out about purchasing the uh-huh. plane much they're going to be to doesn't matter i'm going to purchase them or figure it out because i hear i'm going to do a um i'm going to do like classes over here i'm going to or you know in the past uh when i was younger you could sell things on ebay there's all things that you can do and usually a lot i i notice a lot that people force themselves to stay in these situations because of money and so they force themselves to stay in jobs that they hate They force themselves to, because like, um, for instance, if if you're, I remember when I was younger, actually, calling my husband, and I worked at a place that I I really hated. There was a girl there that was just really mean to me, and every day she was just so mean, and it was weird that she had this effect on me for some reason. I was a lot younger at that time. And I would call him crying at lunch and every day he's like, why are you still there? I mean, why are, and in my mind at the time, it was just like, because I needed to be responsible because, you know, money and he's like, we'll figure it out. And so, you know, I was really what you said, you, 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 create, you create your own internal chaos. You really do. And when we come to terms with that, then we can deal with it. But you, you, Create, can create it to a point where you can make yourself physically sick. You know, what happens to me mm-hmm. when I'm point, what happens is I know the next thing that's going to happen is I'm probably going to come down with a flu or a cold or something like that. And so when I start coming down with those things, I'm okay, start all over again. So you do create your own internal chaos and you force yourself to stay in these situations a lot of times. And truth be told, it blocks money. And that is such a hard thing to wrap your mind around. It's We've been taught for so many years to believe that it's the opposite, that you have to go after money and deal with whatever you get as a result of going after money versus realizing the result of going after money is going to affect your money. You know, you cannot stay in situations That you're crying all the time or that you're upset and you cannot stay in that internal uh, chaos that's around you if it has to do with money. You will continue to create the money problem over and over again. You have to let it go. You have to let it go to basics and just go, okay, I give up. What if I have to sleep on someone's couch for a while? I'll recover. I can do this. I am stronger than this. And you know what? 99.9% 99.9% of the time you're going to be fine anyways that's the thing is 99% of the time you're good you're you're actually seeing things in a way that's probably skewed from everybody else who hasn't who who has been in a situation similar to yours what i noticed about people with money is i deal with a lot of clients um you know in all different money income ranges and truthfully I know a lot of them are very worried about money and they're worried about the job situation. They're worried about all these kinds of things, but a lot of those same people still pay their bills over and over every month. Even as much as they worry about it, they still live in the same home. Some of them have had to downgrade, but they've had to downgrade in houses that are, you know, not 400 square feet or anything they've had to downgrade in potentially, but you know, they've had to even sell a car or two, but they still have a car. See, it's our whole perspective. I mean, if we were living in Africa or living in another third world country, we'd just be happy to have water. So it's your perspective in in what's gonna happen. And so that also brings us to number eight. After you realize what's the worst that can happen and that you're basically probably the one putting pressure on yourself, and if you're not. The one putting so much pressure on yourself, if you feel like it's coming from an outside source, you have to also realize that nobody can force you to do anything. You choose to do everything that you do. You choose to stay in a relationship. You choose to make choices because people are pressuring you to. You choose to stay at a work that you hate because you choose to. It it doesn't matter, yes, I choose because there's money. You still choose to stay there. Everything's a choice. And so when you're realizing that you're the one to put pressure on yourself, you have to go to the last thing, is it is what it is. It is what it is, and that's just the way it is right now. I mean, um, whatever situation you're in, it is what it is. So let's not make it worse. What's the worst that can happen? Let's wipe our slate clean. What are the major priorities that we have to handle? Let's move forward and let everything else go everything else is just white noise as you be as you begin slate, you're going to feel a calmness you're going to feel everything start to just settle down you're going to be able to focus more You're going to be able to make better decisions. You're going to be able to work more effectively. You're just going to feel a lot better and a lot calmer. And what will happen when you start having that calm energy is the universe will naturally take you upstream. The universe will naturally take you with the flow of the universe. It will take you with the flow of what's happening. It'll take you towards opportunity. It'll take you towards a way to get out of your job. It'll take you towards money. It'll take you towards things. The more that you fight it. The more that you keep that chaotic energy and go, no, I'm going to force myself through this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to be the perfect wife. I'm going to be the perfect business person. I'm just, this is the way that everybody else is doing it. This is working. I'm going to do this. The more that you do that, the more that you are paddling the wrong direction in the water and you are just going to get exhausted to the point where it's just going to, finally, you're going to give up and it's going to carry you downstream. It's just going to, you can't, you cannot, that's why you become so emotionally exhausted, because you are battling against the universe, you're battling against the energy, you are battling against all of these things energetically that you can't force to happen the way you want it to, period. You cannot. When it comes to the universe, when it comes to energy, you can't force something, it 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 you'll you'll lose every time you'll just you'll become exhausted and then I'll take you a different way the interesting thing about that is people think that they know the best outcome so let's take my books for example because that's a personal story Um, as you know in my mind at the time when I was very stressed out about Twitter you know that was the way that I had read that a lot of people had great success in in, in, uh, in their independent um, book rising or whatever. And so it, it, they named that as some key points. And what I realized when I finally let that go of who cares if I even sell any books was I really came to, how do I know that's my path? How do I know that that now that was their path, but I don't know that's my path. And how do I know it can't be done a different way? And how do I know that they're just not going to sell through other avenues that I do? How do I know that they're not going to sell through the clients that I've gotten? How do I know that they're, you know, I didn't know that. I just had all of a sudden decided that was the way it's going to work. And for most of us, it doesn't work that way. Um, The other thing is when you get in a job situation or or a money situation, sometimes you're just going to have to figure out, you know, working for you you may have to take the plunge and get a different job or or uh, you know how do I want to say that I don't I don't want people going out there necessarily quitting their job and not being able to pay their bills but if you come to terms with this job isn't working for me this feels very against the flow. I feel very upset, the chaotic energy. And you decide that you're going to start looking for another job while you keep that. As the job becomes more temporary in your mind, again, you then you allow things to start flowing. Does that make sense? When it comes
0: yeah, so that would be like the like an extreme case of you just cannot shake that chaotic energy. You're always emotionally exhausted. Changing, and as you say, changing your pattern, change, break the routine, that would be, are you saying like that would be the extreme case?
1: Yeah, that would be, because what I'm saying is, um, more often than not, when people begin to become emotionally exhausted, is because they have too many things on their plate that they think they have to handle, and that they are battling to make it go a certain way, and then they're coupling that with worry and all the chaotic energy that they have going on in their life, and so they have that, but there are extremes when people feel like they're at a breaking point where that are job-related or money-related, and when it uh-huh. comes and money related, I was kind of trying to address all those things when it comes to job related, if it's consistent on a daily basis, you may have to when you've done all those things, let it go, you know, let all the other stress in your life go and the in the the job thing's still an issue. you may have to come to terms with that's gonna have to move out of your life. That may have to be one of the things that you wipe off your erase board, your job. you may have to go a different route and so um and then when it comes to money, You also people put way too much importance on money. And yes, I absolutely, absolutely know that it is there to pay the bills. It is there to feed us. But most people have support systems that if if it really got that bad, you know, there's people that you can stay with for a temporary time. Mm -hmm. You just have to look at, at it as a temporary thing and 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 not worry about that part too much and then rebuild yourself up you can always rebuild you always can but let's face it if you don't have your happiness and you don't have health you're not going to be able to rebuild that and so it's forcing yourself to stay in a situation because you think you have to pay all of these different things is your happiness worth it is it worth it is you know yeah you, does, that, does that make sense? It, is sacrificing your happiness and your quality of life so important to whatever amount of money that you're relating that to? If you're in that type of situation, as far as job or even relationship-wise, where they're, you're they're a breadwinner, is it worth it? I mean, because the thing is, is if you allow, if yes, I I it, my I will extend, I will give up my happiness. To have these things in my life then what's going to eventually happen is it's going to affect your health so now if you've given up your happiness you've given up your health and eventually over five ten years it may take five ten twenty years whatever but eventually it's going to catch up with you and if you if you allow those 10 things to let go you really have nothing to start with again now i mean that's basically your quality of life period and so it all becomes a choice, you know, if it comes down to a money job situation. So, you know, is your happiness worth it? Do you have anything to add to that?
0: Yeah, well of course I was taking notes during <laughs> during our show. And um just looking back on, on these great tips that you provided, it it makes looking at it, it looks it it makes me think that when we are physically exhausted that's our physical body saying hey we need rest we need to retract we need to take care of ourselves and when we're emotionally exhausted that's like our spiritual body right exactly the same thing you need to stop you need to take a step back you need to take care of of yourself and so these are these are such great tips that you provided um and going back to uh, number two, stop and take a break, recharge, ground yourself, meditate. Uh, for me, I know what keeps me focused and sane is meditation. It is for me. It is. It's it's like a little mini gift because cause time is so precious. But for me, it's I don't get to do it every day, but I have. For the past month now, every Monday I do a meditation. Monday morning. I actually I've been it's been nice out, I do it outside. And I swear that just sets the tone
1: for my whole week. See no, it really I, helps. I like that you say that because um I find that people think that they have to do something daily or twice a day or whatever in order to be effective. And I tell people over and over again, that's not true. And you do it weekly, and that sets a tone for your week. But what you do do is make it consistent. And that's genius. That's perfect. Once a week works. That's really, really uh-huh. idea. And so for those of you who have a very busy schedule or don't like to do it, or do any of these things? I think that once a week for meditation is excellent. So that's yeah. a great. Yep. And you know, the, and some of these things too. You know, I'm 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 using this from my own experience as well because you know as well as I do, I work all the time. To get me to stop working is like, is it not like pulling teeth? Like seriously, <laughs> I. <laughs> I mean, I just do it all the time. I do it during the week. I do it during the weekends. I'm checking my emails. I mean, we're golfing and I'm checking emails. We're you know, all these things. And I just want everybody else to know, I really notice it in my own life, in my own money flow, in the way that I handle stress and all of those things. If I ignore and do those things consistently for too long, my money flow will be affected my um energy will be effective everything begins to get chaotic things do not flow as nice my writing doesn't flow as well um i'm not i my quality of life i can feel become affected and i love what i do i love what i do but i am also work a lot so I put a lot of pressure on myself and so I'm not immune to it either and I teach this stuff and but what I can do is show you what works and every time that I find that what, what you need to do and what I teach people to do and what I do myself is when you find something's not working you need to be able to have the the tools to be able to recognize what's happening, and then the tools to fix it and change the behavior to make something else work. And so this show is really about when you get to that point, I get to it, Debbie gets to it, everybody gets to it, everybody's going to deal with this, understand it differently. Don't just go, I'm going to push through this, I'm going to work through this, because people will spend years feeling like they're at the breaking point. So what you need to do is understand everybody does it, understand they tend to run in cycles, Understand that there's something you can do about it, and understand if you keep trying to push through it, you're not going to deal with anything effectively. You're, you're just not, things are not going to get handled like you think they are, and things are not going to work the way that you think that you think it's going to. But if you you're aware of it, stop and take a break. You regroup. You clean your slate. You start over from what priority number one is. And you go through the five you start making lists of things to handle so that you don't get you know unfocused and that you're only handling those things you'll feel all that energy flow out of your system you'll feel all of that chaotic energy move out you'll start to work with the flow of the universe it changes everything energetically and people you have to start understanding and figuring out how to work with the energies of the universe You're very aware, you're very hypersensitive now to the spiritual energies, and it's very easy to work effectively with them. It's very easy to be physical with them, but there are a little bit different rules, and that's what we're trying to teach you today. So I think we've covered everything, unless you have something to add. Well, as you were um, summing up
0: again, I was thinking about uh, how on another show you were mentioning it's always good to exercise as well right it's another simple thing that people forget you know go for a walk and maybe that falls under take a break but exercise
1: right grounding right.
0: yourself doing something right. completely different
1: cycles undergrounding and all of those things but you know a lot of these things will take you 5 10 minutes a day that we mentioned and i'm trying to just give these people you know easy stuff and i think that what you said is 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 incredibly important in fact I'm going running later just because of my last four days and because during my last four days, I had gotten off my exercise routine. Debbie, thanks for reminding me. But <laughs> <laughs> huge, hugely important. And so what you mentioned is also important. This is when you're exhausted, your phys- your spiritual body, you have to re- regroup just like you would your f- physical body. And that's basically the size of it. So Make sure that you go to um, find Debbie on ilovebloomies.com and friend her on Facebook and Twitter. Also, you can come over to inspiration. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're not sending them there. Hawaiihealings.com. And that's where you can get to my blog if you wish or Inspirational Examiner. Today, I also am running a book for free, um, Intuition and Psychic Ability your spiritual GPS. So if you happen to be listening, go over to Amazon and download that. It'll be free today and tomorrow. So that's a really fun book. I had really good feedback on that book for sure. It is a a great one. And then there's a couple of chapters in the back of that for energy vampires. So definitely check that out. And we will continue on with the Jennifer O'Neill show, offering you spiritual and practical advice and guidance. So we'll be back next week with more tips, and we'll see you then.
0: Aloha. Bye, everyone.